Blog Talk Radio. Feel like they exist in the white world. 
if they say that. It, because Trump is talking like it's such a division. When he says Dems, it, you almost think he's saying Negroes, black people. Mm, you know what I mean? Okay. The word Dems means anything other than white to me. To me, okay? And that's just my opinion. And I'm not speaking conspiracy or nothing. But I think that Trump talks with such ignorance. And I'm not speaking on him being an ignorant man. But he's playing people because people are contributing money to his cause. So he's fronting the game, okay? He's a DJ that's getting a lot of response on his music. So people respond to his music, yeah, okay? But what I'm saying is the question tonight is, do you feel like the white races broke up into four parts? I, I never tried to count them. Well, but I but would say, well, let me the circumference of the circle is four four peaks. So let's just that's why well, we yeah, say it four can parts. Be. Okay. But I'm saying that I think there is another group. Okay. Um, in addition to the group the four that you mentioned, yeah, mm-hmm. I think there is that group that I call the chameleon. You have those folk, you know, how chameleons can change colors based on whatever they're in front of. Mm-hmm. You have that group that if the crowd is saying, rah, rah, burn a flag, they yeah. roll with it. Right. If the flag, if the crowd is saying, we back Trump, we love Trump, they roll with it. If the crowd is saying Trump is crazy, they roll with it. Mm. They just kind of go with the, the flow of the wind. And those are the ones that I call the chameleon group. They're not really on the fence. They're not off the fence. They just go with what they think is the majority. Mm-hmm. Whatever they think is what you or whoever or they're around wants to hear, that's, that's what they go with. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think that's the worst one. Mm. Because somebody once, yeah, the chameleons. Because yeah. somebody once said, if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. That's the group I think that fall for anything. They don't take a position either way. But what position do they stand at the end of the day when they go home at night? Where, where do they stand? Mm. That's a good question. Probably. I don't even think they know. Yeah, they don't even know. Because mm. they're yeah. so busy following somebody else. Whatever. They're following yeah. whoever's lead. They don't have no voice themselves. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So. And to me, I think that's the most dangerous one. Yeah. Because mm. the people that are, you know, your pro-Hitler folks, at least you know where they're coming from. But when right. you say dangerous, what do you mean by dangerous? I mean dangerous in that those are the people that can be so easily swayed into doing virtually anything. Mm-hmm. Like when they say radicalized. Mm-hmm. Those are your people that are more easily radicalized. Mm-hmm. People who at least have a belief in something usually hang on to their belief. Right, right wrong, or indifferent. But the ones that are just on the fence are just... Yeah, the ones that are the chameleons, it's like, yeah, today this is what I believe. Tomorrow I believe something else. Yeah. And then if you come tell me something new, okay, I'm going to go along with that. Whatever that leader says, they're going to follow that. Yeah, I think those are the worst kind. Very interesting. That's just my take on it. Kettle, what do you think on that? Uh, No. Uh, I'm still trying to understand the question. You said it's the the four sets of white people? No, I didn't say sets at all. No. (laughs) No, okay. I said broken into four parts. Okay. Because, see, let, let's take it back just a little bit. You know, a lot of people of a Caucasian persuasion, let's mm. just not say white people because okay. they get offended when we say oh, that. And Caucasian. Let's call them pers- Caucasian persuasion, okay. people of Caucasian persuasion. Most people of a Caucasian persuasion was set up in their housing and their neighborhood based on the racial origin, based on their parents and grandparents. Mm-hmm. And they're just descendants of that. 
Okay, they live in suburban neighborhoods because that's where they were allowed to live. It doesn't make it any better. Don't get it twisted. Inner city, project life, um, high rise, whatever, trailer park, all that shit is cool if you can deal with it. Mm -hmm. If you was raised there and you turned out good, then fuck it, that's where you were raised. Just because you was raised in the suburbs don't make you special. But a lot of people live in the suburbs now because that's where their parents was levied to move and it has a higher property value, so therefore they can talk more shit. Okay, they can be more in- inclusive to their own existence. Right. So now, like I said, when we go into the suburb aspect of the Caucasian persuasion, mm-hmm. do you feel like that group of that, just that group period, what they're being served in order to maintain what they got? Because if we look at the generation of 2021, mm-hmm. they're living off the descendants of their parents and grandparents. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that are maybe 30 years old living good. Right. They're living in a house that's worth a million dollars when their parents ain't paid but 8000 for the motherfucker. Right. Long Island, New York, places like that, you know? Okay, so, so, so what's your question? My question is the fact that you feel like, do you feel that Trump has broken the Caucasian race into four parts? The I'm all Trump, I'm mediocre Trump, I don't fuck with Trump at all, and like Red Wine says, I'm a chameleon, whatever the color of the fucking nah, sky is. I think is, it's I four am. parts. I think it's only two. Either it? you for them or against them. <laughs> yeah, but they don't do it in public, though, because what, oh, no, what uh, people of non-right race, what do we see? You know what I mean? Right. The, what I guess we they're going to be behind closed so, doors, so I guess. so mysterious, you know. Right, I guess they're going to be behind closed doors and not say anything. Hmm. They don't want That's Donald true. Trump to see That's that. That's the missing, right? Right. They don't want yeah. Donald Trump to see that. Mm. Those are the people that put those signs in their yard that said vote Trump and then went to the polls and, and voted, voted for, for Biden. Biden, yeah. Wow. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. And if you don't realize that as a white person, then you are so misguided misguided and i'm not i won't use that word because white folks are sensitive as hell so why do they do that do you say because they're doing it because trump is a white person and so they're gonna vote just like you know they think blacks voted for obama because he was black uh, i I think people people vote and think based on how they were raised and where their heart is you know your heart is when everything beats to how you feel i tell you we didn't have a heart we'd be all fucked up I think your heart really generates your attitude, your emotions, your mm-hmm. your everything. Because mm-hmm. people got a big heart. It's always often people say, oh, don't worry about it. I'll give them blah, 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 blah. And motherfuckers are heartless saying, don't give them shit. Right. You know. That must be Donald Trump. So the heart is like, oh, yeah, Trump is, oh, my God, he needs to go to the whiz and like the tin man. Mm-hmm. Anyway. but I uh, think some of it had to do with the expectation. You know, like you said, the people that are well off. Uh, living out in the suburbs, got the well off based and all. on descendants. Right, I'm just not saying, based on what they, they created, but what's been passed I'm down to that them. If you're living well, however you acquired it, those are the people who who Trump said that he was really uh, benefiting. Keep America great because right. we want you to keep your shit. You're, he was like, cutting the taxes for those people in those tax brackets, mm-hmm. so people just assume. That well, if it's benefiting you, why wouldn't you vote for him? Mm. But those some of those people knew that this man is off the chain, off no his good. rocker, right. and all of that stuff. 
You know, it's wow. like, yeah, I know, you know, you think everybody in this community, wherever they live, mm-hmm. is going with, with Trump. Right. But some of them were like, you know what, yeah, I'll put the sign out and I'll put my flag out they will. to make you think that I'm going along with the flow. Well, but I know better. That's one good thing about voting. Nobody knows how you voted. Yeah, you, exactly. You can say what you And what that's you, how Biden won. I, think I believe that's how Biden won. I really do. He had yeah. to have. Because yeah. the way all these people were carrying on in the streets and waving yeah. signs and banners, but yet he still won legitimately. Yeah. yeah. They checked some, what was that, Georgia? They rechecked and counted three times. Yeah. They found even more votes for Biden during those audits. Sure yeah. did, yeah. And this is the realism of life, the realism of, of the real count, not how we feel, not how this show feels. Mm. Don't get it twisted. We're just talking, really. We're it just, is what it we're is. We're talking heads. Yeah. All right. Good eye over. Interesting. Good over. Yeah. Wow. All so. right, Kev. You ready for the rundown? Oh, yeah. We got about that. Huh? Oh, Papa's about to get in back in comfortable. <laughs> All right. Let's kick it into another gear. What you got on the rundown tonight? All right. Uh, judge issues restraining order in Chicago um, regarding a vaccine. Also, black former firefighter sues Florida City over Merrill. Come on, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting crazy. January 6th, um, committee plans to hold Bannon in criminal contempt. <laughs> Ain't going nowhere, trust me. <laughs> I hit and quit a headlines. Trump backed Herschel Walker, files uh, to run for Senate in Georgia. Also, NFL World um, reacts to Brett Favre welfare fund news. Mm. Wow. Uh, PG County couple sperm donor battle for baby custody. And Amazon India copied sellers' uh, products and rig uh, search results. Our cocktail of the week, I got a surprise for you today. What's popping with Papa Didi? Our weird news. Of course, we have to lighten it up. New Zealand City's officials wizard taken off his payroll. Uh-oh. Also, luggage is overweight at airport, and McDonald's customers attack staff with French fry scoop. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying with red wine. Living for the city with Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap-up tonight. Kiss it, Liz, and the last word. Sit back, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with a hot topic. Hey, this is Red Wine. Just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it. PJs only. No clothes allowed. And I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Red Wine. Are you talking about the Pajama Party? Where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about DD. I know yeah, you guys are not doing this fight without me. Kevin with the Yellow Talk. Did you tell everybody that um, we, they can reach us at apajamaparty.com or call us live, 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter, and don't forget to kiss the list. Okay, now is the time for me to sing. Oh, oh no, me, 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 me. we don't have time for all that. Well, she could sing. Aww. Let's get back to the show. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. Woo. My first subject uh, focuses on one of my favorite cities. Oh. Despite their troubles, that's a great place to visit, especially in the summertime. Anyway, judges issue a restraining order to stop Chicago Police Union boss from uh, uh, discouraging uh, members to comply with the city's vaccine mandate. 
Mm-mm. Okay, now you know that the police union is strong as hell. Okay, they stand behind them people big time. But just late Friday issued a temporary restraining order against the Chicago Police uh, Union president, prohibiting him from making public statements that encourage members not to report their uh, COVID-19 vaccine status to the city. Okay? Uh-huh. Cook County uh, Circuit Court judge, uh, looks like uh, Cecilia Hogan, lady, uh, reported that was uh, potentially uh, it was irreparable harm if local uh, Fraternal Order of Police, the FOP President John uh, Costanza, persists in such statements. City attorneys urged they uh, were uh, ten- telling him to, uh, to not advocate the uh, an anarchy because it would direct members to destroy the order from their supervisors and not come to work and do a sick out and all that jazz, okay? So it was the latest uh, twist in a high-stakes standoff between Chicago Mayor uh, Lori Lightfoot and local police union over the city's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Mandate means lift up your sleeve and stick that needle in your arm, which shifted to the courts Friday after each side announced the legal findings against the other. Lightfoot is asking the courts to intervene after a union chief told members to disobey Friday's deadline. To report their to, to report their vaccine status, okay. Local fraternal order police has uh, in turn filed their own lawsuit against the city mayor and the police superintendent uh, David Brown that seeks to force arbitration over the matter. All right. So they suing each other. Yeah, in tandem now, the war of words will also escalate between the city and the union, which the mayor and the union boss blame each other illegally risking the safety of the others over the vaccine mandate. And in in quote, uh, Lightfoot says, and I quote, she says, as Chicago mayor, I cannot and will not stand idle by uh, while the the retro of conspiracy theories threaten the health of safety of Chicago residents and first responders. Lightfoot said in the statement issued Friday morning that the mayor claims that the this guy Sanchez is engaging in supporting and encouraging a work stoppage or strike or sick out. Okay, state laws and the FOP contacted both prohibited is prohibited to strike in the, in, the, in the city of Chicago. So the Chicago SOP Twitter account responded Friday morning by posting that uh, President John Costanza has never engaged in supporting or encouraging a work stoppage. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They can take us to court all they want, Costanza said, and in the video posted Friday on Twitter. He also referred to Lightfoot's administration as a dictatorship Ooh. and compliant that the uh, first deputy police superintendent, Eric Carter, is, is a thre- he's a threatening officer to terminate the, uh, people that don't carry out the order. So this is an ongoing situation in Chicago where... Uh, I don't know whether they're going to strike or sick out or what have you, but... Uh, so the bottom line is a mandate now that all the first responders and stuff have to be vaccinated. Have to back, have to be yeah. vaccinated. Yeah. And this guy, Sanchez, who is he? Somebody, is it Sanza? Is it Sanchez? Sanza? Yeah, well, Sanchez. Well, Sanza. who is he? He's the... Uh, the FOP? He's the FOP president. president. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Well, um, you know, they... <laughs> I'm sorry, are you finished? Yeah, I'm finished, yeah. Um, it's just crazy. It is crazy. What happened to the time when we went to school, the teacher sent a note to your parents, you stand in line and you get a damn vaccination? 
Mm-hmm. We didn't know what the hell was going on, but we just knew there was an outbreak of something, polio or yeah. something. measles, mumps, Right, and we whatever. knew this is what we had to do to, for the human race, to me, to keep going. Mm-hmm. Somebody mentioned that today. I'm like, okay, what is it y'all don't get? You know? I don't understand. These are the first responders. The last thing you need right. is to have some unvaccinated police or uh, EMTs or right. something Showing up right. when you have an emergency situation, and now here they come breathing unvaccinated air right. all up on the folks. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, why, why would you even do that? Right. That don't make sense. So the guy FOP is saying, we're going to sue y'all back. We're going to sue the city because you're more or less violating our, what, civil rights? I guess. So they're pointing fingers at each other, suing each other. But who's 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 suffering? The city. In the middle, right. With all of the crime that Chicago has been trying to, you know, squash, this is not the time to be threatening a stick out or a walk off or a strike. And anybody that want to do a crime, you got to go right here because it's open. Yep. It's it's open season because they're fighting each other. Come on, y'all. And if they walk off the job, you better know that all those little hood rats and Gunslingers, right, and gang yeah. members, and break loose. all of that stuff right. is going to be like now's the time right. to strike. You think they're not reading or, or or watching the news and stuff like that? Oh. <sighs> People they out there doing what they do doesn't yeah. mean they're uninformed. There are some dumb criminals, but there are some that are smart. So <laughs> shit, y'all need to get y'all excuse my language shit together and go out there and fight crime. You know. I can't believe that they are resisting it this hard. Well, you know what? The people, my thing is, you should, I don't know. Some jobs, they have made it like um, if you don't want to get vaccinated for for what, religious reasons mm-hmm. or um, some or other reasons. health reasons. Right. Um, so I can't remember what city. I don't know if it was Washington, D.C. or what, but they were able to submit an application saying these are my reasons why I don't want to get vaccinated, mm-hmm. either they're going to approve it or they're going to decline it. Mm-hmm. So 100 might have been sent, but they declined about 90% of them. Yeah. They said, I just don't believe that shit. That's bullshit. Your ass is going to stay in the line and get vaccinated. Even that will go find another job. Right on. So, But you're not going to be out here serving the citizens right. of the city right. unvaccinated, mm-hmm. potentially putting other people yeah, at yeah. risk. Yeah. You don't have a right. To do that. Right. Yeah. You know, and then I think sometimes, I'm going to get off that soapbox, like Papa Didi say, I think some pe- sometimes people think that the government is overstepping their, their boundaries mm-hmm. and they are making them do it. That's why they said that she, she's, what, a dictatorship or something? Yeah. Um, We're just trying to stay alive, people. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Well, you know, they can say all that till, till they're blue in the face. Right. But if the government hadn't uh, quote unquote overstepped their boundaries. Right. We would have been wiped out by right. measles, right. mumps, right. chickenpox, right. rubella, right. diphtheria. Right. What was the other one? Whooping cough. Uh, however many other childhood right. diseases. But people aren't looking at. They stepped over their boundaries, getting this vaccine like that. Yeah. Because they said it's gonna take some years. We needed this thing now. Can we just remember how seat belts became a law? 
Uh, Remember how seatbelts were optional? Yeah. And then state by state? Right. People started realizing, you know, these do actually help save lives. And maybe it would be a good idea if we make it mandatory, and then if we make it a law that says if you want to drive around unclicked, you can get pulled over and get a ticket. Right. Because, you know, that's the first thing that an insurance company will ask you. If you're in an accident, were you wearing a seatbelt? Exactly. The first thing they ask you. And when you go to get insurance, they... um, they look at your the seat belt situation mm-hmm. on your vehicle, and if you're one of those people that's been busted, because they look at your tickets. Oh, okay. If you've been busted for driving around oh, without wow. a seat belt on, that's yeah. going to make your insurance go up. Okay. Well. So this stuff is here to protect us from us. Yes, it is. Right. Now we got to be protected from us and them. Right. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. All right, moving on. Yeah, we ain't off this soapbox. They they have pissed us off. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, I do want to give a shout out to some folks I was hanging out with today, Jackie and Melvin, my cousin. So hey, Jackie. And shout what up, up. Melvin. <laughs> uh, all right. You want to say hi to Jackie and Melvin? Uh, hello, Jackie. Hello, Melvin. <laughs> okay. Where are you from? North Kagalaki. North Kagalaki. Yeah, North Kagalaki. All right. Oh, from the NC. Yes. Thank you for listening. Yeah, appreciate that. All right. All right. Um, a black former firefighter sues Florida. Here we go again. Somebody suing somebody. But this is legit stuff. Mm-hmm. Sues Florida City after Miro depicted her face as a white face. What? Come on, people. What y'all doing? They whitewashed? Uh, I'm going to tell you the stuff this woman has done. Um... Clemens was um, hired in 96 and was the first black woman in the department. Clemens rose from the ranks and attained positions of lieutenant, captain, and, uh, make sure I'm pronouncing this right, Balotelion chief. Mm. Um, She became deputy chief, and she retired in 2020. Okay. So, um unveiled last year depicting um, a Florida city's first black female deputy fire. Chief with a white face prompted a lawsuit, a public apology, and the dismissal of two um, municipal employees, and maybe an $80,000 payout. Mm. Um, her name is Latasha Clemens. She's 48. She sued the city of um, Baton Beach, which is um, 60 miles out of Miami, um, in April for defamation and negligence. Wow. Her depiction in the mural hung at a fire station. So she was embarrassed and she was angry and, you know, all that stuff. She goes on to say being depicted as white was not only a false representation of Clemens, it was also a depiction which completely disrespected all that Clemens, which was, like I said, the first firefighter and everything in that city. Mm. So according to her lawsuit, Clemens was, um, like I said, she was hired in 96. The mural, which was supposed to highlight the um, history of firefighters in the city, um, was also to have featured the image of um, a gentleman by the name of Glenn um, Joseph. He was a black fire chief as well. Mm-hmm. He was also replaced by a white face. What? Two city employees, um, the the public arts manager and the fire chief, lost their jobs. The public arts manager was fired and the fire chief resigned. The lawsuit said she had uh, approved how she would look in the mirror before her skin complexion was altered. So she saw the final result, but they changed it anyway. So after she approved it, right. somebody went and edited it. Right. 
So it goes on to say that um, Grant says that Merle's change was meant to meet people's faces unrecognizable, similar to the um, Google Maps depiction. Um, but um, he acknowledges it was um, unfortunate decision given Florida's history as a Confederate state and the city's history of segregation um, involving black and uh, Caribbean populations during back in the 1920s. So somebody thought this was, I think really somebody thought this was a joke. And, I mean, she's hopefully she's going to get a payout of 80 grand because of this. But this woman has done all of this, and y'all treat her like this? Because he just literally just whitewashed her yeah. and the other brother. Yeah, you have to look it up. Yeah, you have that's to see some the stuff. Put them on the kiss it list. Uh, that's a good one. But her name is Latasha Clemens, C-L-E-M-O-N-S. Okay. So whoever, what was that, Boynton Beach or somebody? Mm-hmm. Whatever that fire station, who did that, mm-hmm. that firehouse or that municipal center, whoever was responsible for that. Right. You are now officially on the pajama party kiss it list. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> you gonna kiss them on there? Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. All right. Uh, I got one about uh, Papa Didi's boy. Uh oh. Your boy, Papa Didi, Steve Bannon. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on Steve here? Steve Bannon. One time, uh, Steve Bannon was uh, Trump's right-hand man, uh-huh. and he's still, you know, holding on to his loyalty and support for 45, uh-huh. but he could still, uh, at this point soon, be facing charges for ignoring the subpoena, demanding that he appear before the House Select uh, Committee investigating the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. That stuff is still going on. And that's some hot mess. They keep finding more and more people that, you know, they see on videos and anyway, but Bannon, last week, his lawyer informed the special congressional committee that uh, Bannon was going to defy the subpoena, citing Trump's executive privilege. Now, let's just talk about that for a minute. What? Executive privilege is only a real thing if you are the current sitting president. <laughs> so when Trump was requesting to use executive privilege, mm-hmm. he had to ask the current president if he could use executive privilege. Current president, President Biden, told him, hell to the no. You ain't getting any <laughs> executive privilege. So what the heck is Bannon even talking about? Wow. He already he knew that Biden said no on that, right. so he's still trying to use that little umbrella about mm. no, I'm not showing up for this subpoena because you know I'm still under that um, I don't know fake umbrella of executive privilege. Mm. So even though Trump is no longer the the current president, mm. he still somehow is trying to use that. Oh, so the chairman of the special committee, co- committee, committee, Representative Benny Thompson, who's a Democrat from Mississippi, mm-hmm. issued a statement yesterday saying that the panel is not going to tolerate defiance of our subpoenas and that we must move forward with our proceedings and uh, they're going to refer Bannon for criminal contempt. 
Yeah, well, they're going to go. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, those are good words. Yeah. But what are you really going to do? Not a damn thing. They're talking about possibility of jail time. I'm like, you ain't nobody locking Bannon up. No. He's been I would like school. to see y'all try it. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see what happens. So, right. yeah, that's the real, the whole gist of it. Mm-hmm. They're talking about they could pursue the criminal charges because he violated the law that says this kind of outright defiance isn't actual misdemeanor mm-hmm. punishable by jail time that spans anywhere from a month to a year. I'm like, again, I'd like to see you do it. So, say for instance, he does go to jail for a month. Then what happens? He has to give up what he's supposed to be giving up or what? Good question. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like it's like that. even if he serves the jail time, like you said, then what? i like to see that. Yeah, I'm afraid to ask Papa. What? what? <laughs> it's just a bunch. What of you crocs think about your boy? It's a bunch of crocs. You think he's gonna see jail? No, he's not gonna see jail. I mean, you know, they. That privilege. These, that that group is just so um, whitewashed into um, arrogance. You know what I mean? That they ride the boat of arrogance. Mm-hmm. They ride it through a, a white river raft. <laughs> I believe you know, that. They just the arrogance is their middle name. Just denying stuff and not doing stuff based on we're the leaders of the world. We're the whitest of the whitest of the whitest, mm. and don't mess with us. And you know, it's only mm-hmm. and you only talk like that because you feel like you got the guns and the people and the arrogant people, but I think the biggest reason why white folks act like they do is because ain't nobody pointing no guns back at their ass. Mm. Now, if that ever happened, and I'm not saying that to instill any kind of violence or or bring any kind of cliches or any hints of anything, mm-hmm. but as long as you are the toter of guns and nobody's firing back at your ass, at least you could be a badass. Of course you could be a badass. Mm-hmm. But when you are in an outright situation where the same people you hating got just as much strength as you got, at this point now, shit get a little bit neutralized because mm-hmm. nobody wants to die. Mm. Nobody wants to die. But as long as you got the AR-15 and the NRA behind you mm-hmm. and all the arrogance and all the bullshit that goes with talking shit, and we all talk shit. Mm-hmm. Hell, I, old as I am, I've been talking shit forever, but I do know when to shut the Actually, fuck up. Actually, I do not. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do know when to shut the fuck up. Okay? And this is what a lot of people that are arrogant under Trump don't know what to do. They don't know right. when to shut up. Right. And and like I always say before, I just think that a lot of crazy-ass white folks in this world should be thankful, be thankful, be thankful, be thankful that black folks just want restitution for what we've been through and not fucking revenge. Mm. Okay? That's okay. all I say. Right. We just want restitution. Forty acres in a fucking mule. Yeah. We don't want to go up against you. Isn't that what mm. Joe Tech said? Give me what you promised me. Mm. <laughs> give it here. Just want restitution. Don't hold back. Just give it here. Because ain't no need in fighting no more. And Martin Luther King told us a long time ago, nonviolence. Martin Luther King said nonviolence because he said them white folks crazy as a motherfucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't even tr- don't even fight their ass because they're crazy. They're crazy based on what they think they got. As long as you got a gun in your hip, down the the butt of the gun facing your balls, you're crazy as hell. 
Anyway. Well, if you guys got any questions and comments mm-hmm. we're talking about, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And press 1. Press 1 mm-hmm. and get the cue. All right. Take a little CC. Yeah, take a CC. All right. Coming back on the other side of the break. It's a hit it and quit it headlines. We're going to hit them. It's Friday night, and you're listening to The Pajama Party Show Live. Tune in every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. We push it to the limit every week like only we can. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, TV and movie reviews, commentary, and the world's famous Kiss It List. And you don't want to be on the Kiss It List. So visit apajamaparty.com, check out the cocktail of the week, get your glass, and get your laugh on with the Pajama Party crew doing what we do right here with you. Get up on this. And push it. Push it real good. This is Kettle. And this is Red Wine. If you like news, but you like the weirdest kind, you're in the right place. Join us every Friday night for the Pajama Party Weird News. We find stories each week about some of the strangest and oddest news stories around. If there's ghost driving, stupid criminals getting caught, or just bizarre medical stories, we report it right here on the Pajama Party Weird News. It's funny and informative, and we look forward to it every week. And you will, too. If you like weird news like we do, join us every Friday night on the Pajama Party Show. It's a weird world out there, and we'll tell you all about it. Right here on the Weird News, where we celebrate the weirdness. Back to the John party. I want you to pop it eat him. You kettle. Hello. And red wine. <laughs> this is my darling. Have no idea what we'd be doing oh. on the break for. All right. So, where, where, we, where are <laughs> we? We had to tell where you we'd have we? to kill you. Yeah. I, I got the first time to hit him and quit him. Uh, that's what we're gonna do. Okay. All that's right. Short and sweet. All right, Cal. Hit him and quit him. Former football star Herschel Walker. Oh news. God. He has filed paperwork for the Federal Election Commission oh, to run for the U.S. Senate oh, in Georgia. Oh, please. But he, he, he lives in Texas. What's up? How about he just public run? office in a high-profile 2022 contest. The former 45, which is DT, we don't say his name right here too much, push uh, Mr. Walker, a former NFL player, Herschel, a Heisman Trophy winner of the University of Georgia, to jump into the race to unseat Senator Raphael Warnock. Wow. The 59-year-old also recently registered to vote in Georgia after living uh, for decades in um, Texas. Wow. Mr. Um, Warnock is viewed as one of the more vulnerable Democrats, and his uh, re-election race will help determine which party controls the Senate in 2023. Okay. So Mr. Walker, he was born in Georgia, is seen as a wild card in the race. He is well known in the state 
but uh, comes with some baggage. Hmm. Mr. Walker has been open about his struggles with dissociative disorder and has faced uh, questions about his business dealings and repeated threats against his ex-wife. Really? Oh, my God. Herschel Walker, what are you doing? Really, brother? Of course they're going to bring that up when he started racing. You know he is. So, um, wow. Okay. It's, it's, I mean, hey, come on, chime in, folks. What y'all think? Mm. What do I mean? Mm. He's, like you need I'm just wondering, this. like, what does he really know about politics in Georgia? Wow. I'm not saying if you're an ex-athlete that that's all you know. I'm just asking, what does he know, really, about politics? Does he have a and if Trump is backing him, what's up with you? Well, back in 2016 when Trump first won the election and Trump was still was able to hang in New York, he was mm-hmm. up at the Trump Tower, Herschel mm-hmm. Walker was one of his first visitors, along with a other, lot of other spotty black folks like uh, Kanye, Harvey, Kanye, West, Kanye, Kanye all of them went up there acting like, you know, this, like Trump really gave a crap about us. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Anyway, Herschel Walker is just lost and turned out. This mm-hmm. guy was always, uh, you know, chasing white women kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Couldn't right. he handle his sister. And run now they're going to act like he's, you know. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, uh, what's the guy's name he's running against? Uh, Warnock. Warnock. Mm-hmm. Warnock. Even though Warnock's a good Christian brother, I tell you, in this day and age in politics, we really got to grow up some some kahunas. Mm-hmm. We can have that Christian disposition, and I'm not knocking that one bit, but I tell you what, you uh, better. Warnock's time enough for better, them. Huh? What's Warnock that? is time enough for them. Time enough for them. What does that mean? Time enough. I'm a lot younger than you. What is that? Whatever. All right, old man. (laughs) He can handle his. Yeah, but I I just think Democrats got to stop being so nice. Stop being so nice. Okay. Okay? Put a jock strap on because you're going to sling some. Let me just go into this one second about this disorder. Go ahead. It says disorder is characterized by involuntary escape from reality. Uh-huh. Characterized by disconnection between thoughts, identity, consciousness, and memory. So, I mean, all actuality. Herschel Walker is suffering from this disorder? Yeah. Is that saying he is not? He needed to stand down? I sounds like he has some level of mental imbalance. Okay. I don't know that I would necessarily want him to be in charge of anything. I'm more concerned about the domestic violence. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That. Yeah, because that. you think yeah. because you, you that you, the fact that you hanging out with a little small petite little white woman that she can't get fucking angry and piss you off and now Knock you, know. you But he's been chasing white women in white skirts for years. That's mm-hmm. his thing. I mean, if that's but, his thing. That's know. his thing. That's his thing. But All if right. you can't handle it, you know. Yeah. Hit him and quit him. Yeah. All right. Hit that's, that's okay. All right. This this guy here. I just you. This guy here, believe me, never was a fan of his. Overrated. Uh-uh. Got too much. Brett Favre. Uh-huh. Hung around the NFL oh. forever. Won one Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers 450 years ago. Uh-uh. Damn. <laughs> that long ago. And then he hung around. He messed up the miss. Minnesota Vikings oh. career. He messed up the New York Jets career. Oh, he was hanging out with cheerleaders of the New York Jets. Oh my! Just was a damn mess. 
And then all of a sudden they said, oh, Hall of Famer, we're going to put Brett Favre in the Hall of Fame. Are you kidding me? He's another one like Tom uh-huh. Brady wanted to play until uh-huh. he was 80. And now he's on the commercial with those copper things. Yeah, yeah. Him and, yeah I've uh, seen those. He's on air with your boy uh, from... So what 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 what's going on? Anyway, yeah, I'm gonna tell. I just want to tell that backstory because <laughs> okay. Brett Favre is completely fucked up. Okay, oh, but that's just another story. Oh, anyway, God. Brett Favre, NFL so-called legend. It says legend, but I'll put so-called in front of it. Okay. And a Hall of Fame quarterback. They put him in the Hall of Fame, but his reputation has taken uh, hits on quite a few things that happen off the field. Okay. Mm. And now he you can add this new hit to his situation. Mm. All right. This is what he did now. All right. He has been told to return $828,000 that he received from welfare funds that should have gone to uh, ready needy families. What? According to Mississippi State, Mississippi State Auditor, a uh, guy named Swade White. The fund in question is related to money that Farb received for speaking engagements that he never attended. What? Okay, for what's called family first in Mississippi. Mm. Never attended these meetings, but they still sent his ass money. Got paid. All right. This is one of two nonprofit organizations to he has been indicate he he's been indicted on state and federal charges relating to the uh, giant embezzlement scheme. Ooh. All right. They, he knew they were mailing him the money, but he just never showed up. All right. When this was first reported in May of 2020. It was announced that Farb had uh, returned a portion of the money given to him and that he would return the rest. However, mm. White said that he has never seen uh, no record of indicating that Farb knew that any temporary assistance money would gonna be, was going to be sent back to them. Mm. Okay, court to announcement, Farm has uh, repaid, ha- had to repay money within 30 days or face civil civil lawsuits. Okay, so he hasn't paid, he paid a portion of it, but didn't pay the whole thing back. Mm-hmm. Okay, as you might imagine, there was plenty of reactions to the news on social media, especially relating to foreign's uh, politics and what, what mentioned that he's a Trump supporter and things of this nature. And now we wait to see if Farb complies and returns all the money owed. If not, he could be uh, setting himself up for a very bad legal situation as well as a, uh, a PR situation. So I don't hear nothing about jail time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's an individual thing with an organization. Now, I guess all depends on how they okay. want to pursue it. It doesn't sound like they brought any kind of district attorneys in on it. But, you know, he's a, he's a fake me out. You know, the main thing I liked it when he went to the Jets, mm-hmm. he was having an affair with one of the cheerleaders right in front of his wife. Wow. It was crazy. It was wow. crazy. And he, but they was in the playoff with the Minnesota Vikings. They call him a gunslinger. Two balls out, interceptions. He was at that time. He was damn near forty something years old, mm-hmm. and just messed up everybody's everybody's situation. Wow. He messed up the Minnesota Vikings situation, New York Jets situation, mm-hmm. and then they gave him a yellow jacket and said, "You're a Hall of Famer." White privilege all day. Ooh, Fuck okay. Brett Favre. Brett Favre is hit, horrible. Hit that and quit that one. Put his ass on the kiss of this. I got him on the list. Brett, um, you know Brett Favre, right? Yeah, I know who he is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I got my own issues with Brett Favre. Shit. Okay, I got one more. They, they put me on double duty tonight, but it's okay. Anyway. Hit him and quit him. All right, what you got? PG County couple. Uh-oh. Wow, that's kind of close. Okay. Has mm-hmm. found themselves in a custody battle with their son's biological father after one of the women became pregnant via in, in, in artificial insemination. Mm-hmm. So these two women, Maya and um, Shantese, 
psych, said they agreed to co-parent with the father, but that things later went south. So Maya, she's a barber from Landover Hills, said she told one of her clients that she and her wife wanted a baby. Her client, Jonathan Patton, said he wanted a child as well. The three of them decided to start a family together. Okay, all right. So you got the backstory. Okay. Maya and Shantice <laughs> said, all right, Papa, said yeah, the three, three of them drew up their own written contract Uh-oh. with no lawyer, agreeing to be co-parents, mm. and they performed the insemination process themselves at their house. What, with a kit? No, with a penis. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. finish the story. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, the woman alleged that after uh, Shanti's got pregnant, the guy Patton became distant and refused to pay some medical bills. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. He was not interested in building a relationship with us for the sake of the baby. That's what Maya said. So mm-hmm. Maya and Shanti said uh, Patton has um, yet to meet their son, but he recently filed for full custody. Wait a minute. Oh. Yeah, you filed for full custody. Wait a minute. It's the craziest thing ever. I would have never pictured we would be in this spot. She said she was flabbergasted. So, um, shocked in a He was extremely excited about the birth. This was his, his lawyer saying this, Patton's lawyer, uh, Jessica Onsby. She said he was extremely excited about the birth of a child. He extremely interested and concerned. Yeah. Um, the lawyer said um, her client didn't feel he needed to spend time bonding. Then he said one thing, then he said something else. Okay, he okay go ahead. Felt <laughs> is, he, did, he, he did, had to spend time bonding with the women and that he um, has set up a baby room in his home in southeast D.C. So a family lawyer from Rockville, this is, their take on it, um, talk to News 4, that custody cases like this are not uncommon, but that it's tough to predict how a judge will rule. How the hell would y'all rule on this shit? This is some cockamamie. I'm trying to understand now, if he didn't want to spend time, he didn't want to help pay the cost, I assume that the agreement that they came up with that sounds like they did not involve a lawyer because they did it on their own, right. like that insemination, right. that there was some level of agreement that he was going to bear some of the financial responsibility. Right. But then when the bills started coming in, right. he was like, I ain't paying that. And she had the baby. And then yeah. two months later, she gets this, I guess they get the subpoena saying he's, you know. He wants now custody. he wants full custody? That sounds some money, some money. Yeah. yeah. Something don't sound right. What's up, Bob? Come on, break it down for us. Well, let's see if we can't get one of our audience listeners in on it, 914-803-4306. And let me speak from a male's point of view in this situation, okay? Now, if these ladies want to have a baby, okay, and I'm supplying the ultimate ingredients, which is the nutmeg and uh, what's the single nutmeg? That's sufficient. Don't leave it at that. Let's just call it the nutmeg. No, nutmeg and what's the other thing that go with nutmeg? What is it, cinnamon and nutmeg? Okay, cinnamon and nutmeg. If I'm supplying the cinnamon and nutmeg, better known as that white creamy stuff that oh, looks okay. like uh, furniture All right, polish. Bubba. Okay. Yeah. Looks like furniture polish. Okay, get get. Yeah. If I'm supplying the furniture polish is going into the garage to make the car, 
did I think I got some pull up in this? In this, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, you got you got the egg and you got the fallopian tubes and all the stuff the baby lives and grows in. But I got that big old fertilization. But he wants situation. the baby without the responsibility of a baby. But I don't once you think, get custody, then you gonna have. Well, but but at the end of the day, <laughs> who's like gonna, gonna but, wait a minute? Wait a minute. Like, at the end work? of the day, well, wait a minute now. Okay. He's not cut in because the two girls are already in the relationship. Okay, so he don't he, want a relationship with them. He right. said that. Yes, but but wait a minute. So if he don't, if he's not in the relationship, no, right. We're not even talking relationship with the girls. Right. The girls are already in their own relationship. Right. So what else can he bring in stronger than sperm? Sperm has to have the crown on top of it. I, got I mean, that. it has but, to have a place in it. Once the baby is born, we're past that. Right. Oh, we ain't never passed the, the sperm. The baby's already wait born. A minute. Why wait do you a want custody now? Wait if you don't want to have that relationship with the child, it has, it has, I don't understand. I'm saying that the baby is born. They had a boy. Yeah, we I had a boy. Uh-huh. Okay. okay, but I'm just saying, you know, the sperm is a fish that swims. and he's, we, you know, he's we beyond like, that, Papa. He's, he's, you know, like, he's like yeah. Johnny Wisemiller and Mark Fitz okay, and all so, okay. that. And it's strong. It's strong. Okay, so what's, what's but, the point? But you, can't, but you can't put him on the back burner because he's a sperm supplier. So don't yeah. say, well, you pay the bills, motherfucker. No, I gave you. No, the that part. could that could be that could have been an agreement. But I'm saying had. it's also not winner takes Do we all. Do we call her maybe perhaps? Do we? Okay, all right. Somebody I'll, get in but here I'm saying it out. ain't winner take all. Come on, call her, help us all out. All right. Somebody call in to help us we, out. We're going to I'm the getting phone. beat up. Yeah, we're gonna beat you up. Yeah. Hello, caller. <laughs> Welcome to the pajama party show. Go right ahead with your comment. Hello, go right ahead with your comment. I'm just making sure I'm on here. Yes, you're on. You're go on right ahead. Loud and clear. Oh, this is I didn't realize y'all could hear me. I didn't know I was a caller. Oh, we can hear you. My thing is, sorry, so I'm just going to speak on one thing about the, um, I heard a few things in there about the baby. Um, they had an agreement. First off, there was no lawyer present. So first off, that contract is void. That's the first thing. Secondly, mm-hmm. is um, I heard on here I can't remember what I can't remember what your name is. I'm sorry, but you mentioned that he didn't want to have a relationship with the child because he wasn't didn't pay any of the expenses or he wasn't there for the first maybe week or whatever, however long it took. Right. Right. Isn't there a possibility that maybe he doesn't want to have a relationship with that woman, and just because he didn't want to be around her does not mean he doesn't want a relationship with that child. Um, one mm-hmm. of the things I learned is that a lot of times when men don't want a relationship with a woman, it also becomes he doesn't want a relationship with the child because law, well, I guess by law is once that baby comes out, the woman has all right from jump. If that man didn't go down to the courthouse and file for his custody and all that prior to that baby coming, or even when that baby does come, he doesn't have any rights. Even by him signing his name on that birth certificate, he still has zero rights. So, if he doesn't want a relationship with that woman, that woman says, you can't come see the child. He can't come see that child legally until the judge says, hey, you're good to go. So if he doesn't want to be around that woman, I, one thing I hear constantly, if a man doesn't want to be around a woman and he, doesn't, he keeps that distance, now it's like, oh, you don't want a relationship with your child. When it's, no, I don't want a relationship with you and your mother or whoever else is involved in this, this unlawful contract that, yes, I may have finessed you into having so I can have my child. At the end of the day, that's the game women played for the last, I don't know how many years, but the second a man and a woman steps in the courtroom, that man is, <laughs> I mean, he's on the guillotine, to be honest with you. I got you. So, ah, yeah. And to, to me, that's kind of unfair. Mm. Because I, I get your point now, what you're saying. 
Uh, he doesn't he yeah. have to have their relationship with those two women, but he wants a relationship with that child. Mm. So that's why he sounds like that's why he got the lawyer involved. Um, Correct. Because and one thing you uh, can know mm-hmm. is, I guess you can imagine if he came around and they're, let's say they don't they don't see things the same way and they bump heads and he's been trying to right. spend time with that kid and now let's say three right. four months goes by and that woman had enough time to build up a whole case against this man, which is really takes very little. That man would mm-hmm. never see that child. Or he could see mm-hmm. the child, but he'll be paying $1,100 a month <laughs> every month. Whoa. And if you don't pay right. it, he'll be seeing the, those sales closing in front of his face or his uh, his driver's license voided. Um, right. Uh, what else? Credit hit. <laughs> so it's so much that goes into when a man like, like uh, I'm going to call you, you know, by your, your stage name, Papaditi, it's that sperm. That sperm is very expensive. It's very expensive. Once a man pumps that out, Either it can, so it's very you know, needed. It's very needed. Mm-hmm. Not expensive, needed. but it's needed. It's yeah. needed. Without right. it, without it, one doesn't exist. Um, exactly. But the thing is, long as we you establish know, one, that. One, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, as long as we establish the fact that it's needed, because the course could be one thing, but the naturalization of making a baby is just there. And once it, once it comes out, and like you said, all the speculation that goes into that, all that jazz is unbelievable. But mm-hmm. You know, when both people are moaning and groaning and sweating and all that, nobody is really coming in and being judged <laughs> but, at that point. Carla, you had you a know. good point, but maybe some of these laws and these states need to change because that is just so unfair. You know, mm. we as women, we always have the, the rights, and sometimes women are, might not be in their right mind, but you're going to continue to give it to that that woman all the time, Ooh. and that's not that's not right, and that's not fair. That was deep, fair. caller. That was deep. So, yeah. yeah, that was yeah, deep. Yeah. postpartum, where sometimes the emotion mindset, yeah, most, but yeah, postpartum right. is very common. Where that woman has a baby, mm-hmm. and then she don't want the baby. You know, yeah, so I think yeah. people actually look overlook that. But I didn't even know I was going here. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out how to call in. Didn't even notice that I was calling. <laughs> no, in, just so press I do apologize. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> could. You could. Thank you for calling in, That was appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. Yeah, we all know women are perfect, so you uh, know. uh no, nobody's saying that. <laughs> all right, we're gonna go to the next next. Yeah, uh, next all right. Yeah, yeah I I got one. This is a light one, but it's still just some wild stuff. You okay. know how we always talk about how Amazon is trying to rule the world. Oh boy. <laughs> well, Amazon's India division has oh, been Lord. busted for some systematic campaigns that they've been running of copying items that have been sold by third-party sellers and then manipulating the search results to favor their own um, private brand stuff. So basically they're knocking off what legitimate third-brand vendors are selling on the Amazon platform. They're knocking them off and selling them under their own Amazon private, uh, what they call it, private brand program, Mm -hmm. and they're now getting busted for it. So this goes all the way back to 2016 when some reports came out and information was released, and it proved that that's what they were doing. And not only are they knocking off these these other vendors, Mm -hmm. but they're manipulating the search results so that when you search for whatever product, let's say if you're looking for baby toys, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. They rig the search results so that their private label stuff comes up in the top oh. of the search results mm-hmm. before the other vendors that are on the site mm. stuff comes up. Wow. And those banners, they call them sparkles, those little banners that pop up on the side, mm-hmm. their stuff is popping up first. So they got the whole thing rigged up. So they're saying these vendors from India, that's what they're doing. No, that's what the Amazon India division is doing. Right. You have vendors, just like if you were a vendor in in India right. and you're selling your baby products on Amazon, mm-hmm. but you're up against Amazon's private brand. Gotcha. Okay. But they're making sure that when, when Papa Didi goes on there searching for baby products, mm-hmm. Amazon's private brand stuff, it comes up first. Wow. And then what they do is they check their stats, mm-hmm. and when they see that, oh, People are really buying uh, Red Wine's baby products, so let's knock off her baby products. We'll make our version of it and call it our private label, and we'll do just what she's doing, and then we'll push our stuff to the top of the search. How do they find that out? I mean, Because people are so stupid that they document stuff. They got reports and things Mm -hmm. that document all the stuff they're doing, and once that stuff gets in the wrong hands, the truth is going to come to the light. So it got all the way up to the Amazon executives. It went all the way up to uh, Jeff Bezos, you know, who's over the entire Amazon. But it got up to the Amazon India execs. But what's interesting is I don't see anything about anybody losing jobs. Mm. I don't see anybody's head rolling. I don't see nobody's right. wrist being slapped. Or division um, fired or something, yeah. Nothing. Wow. Basically, it just says, yeah, okay, it's been exposed that that's what they're doing. Wow. So I guess the only outcome of that is, okay, they're just not going to do that anymore. Mm, slap on the wrist. You know what I say to that? that. Nigga, please. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Red White. All right, we're just saying. I mean, really, come on. We need a drink after that. No, that's right. What you got for us this week for the cocktail of the week? I got an old classic, and I, I'm on oh, oh. Papa Didi's mind. He, he, his eyebrow going to go up. Uh-oh, what you got? The best bourbon for an old-fashioned. Ooh. Mm. It's uh, Buffalo Trace, Weller Special Reserve, Weller Antique 107, Eagle Rare, and 1792. Oh. Full proof. Ha <laughs> ha! I figured I, I, I figured I'd get Papa Dino. Hello, now. somebody. Full proof, baby. So we're gonna I'm have. Gonna make this thing. So we got bourbon, simple syrup, um, Paycard's bitters, Exardo cherry, and an orange peel. Mm. That sounds good, don't it? That sounds very classic. Now everybody knows how to make simple syrup, right? Is this sugar and water? Yeah, right? you know. dissolve it in some hot water, then you let it cool down. So, in a mixing glass, add bourbon, bitters, and simple syrup. Uh, give it a good stir. Um, also, meanwhile, in an old-fashioned glass, add one large ice cube. One large ice cube. That's it. It'll be a ball. Oh, a ball yeah, a big ball. ball. And uh, the Luxordo uh, cherry. Next, take an orange peel and twist it in the glass and rub the peel around the rim. Of around the rim. I know that's right. There you go. Now add about three-fourths full of um, ice to the uh, mixing glass. Stir until uh, the outside of the mixing glass is chilled. Um, you you should um, have con- 
uh, condensation on the outside of the mixing glass. So now strain in, um, into the old-fashioned glass. Stir the old-fashioned cocktail to incorporate the cherry flavor and chill the glass. Ooh. And just drink it after that. Yes. That is a classic mm. old-fashioned. Yes, Hunty. Hey. <laughs> no, that's right. Yes. Are you happy, Papa? No, he grinned. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you said it's 1792. It's 1792. Woo. Made the cut. <laughs> yes. That's, that's his favorite. What is your favorite? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. That takes us down to you, Papa Didi. Mm-hmm. You know the question. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Yeah, we're going to keep it moving. Mm-hmm. What's poppin'? I usually take a break between this, but you know... There's a couple of things that's really got me popping tonight. Um, you know, whether to speak on what we spoke on earlier, the four the four uh, trifectors of uh, of the Caucasian persuasion. We won't call them white folks because they don't like that. I don't think. Um, the four four perspectives of, of Caucasians. You know, with the Trump, the latest of the Trump entity is that you got the full bloom white folks that would do anything, go in the Capitol window, and do all kind of crazy shit. Then you got the ones that are just kind of perpetrating the fraud that act like they're they're normal. And then you got the actual normal white folks. You know, I'm not going to beat up on all of them. Then you got the one, as, and I like the way Red Wine said this, the, the chameleon, right? Uh-huh. The ones yeah, that blend with what everything goes on, no matter what the argument was, at the end of the day, they're going to be on the right side of white. You ever get people like that, your coworkers? You talk about a boss and you got a Caucasian coworker. That's always on the right side of white. I don't give a shit how mad you get. Yep. Old Steve in the corner be like, "Well, I don't know. You know, John is pretty nice. He's nice, you know, because he knows that at the end of the day he fucks with John more than you do. Him and John go bowling on Thursday and they fucking sing in a karaoke joint up in Annapolis, some goddamn where. So that you ain't got no clue about. You don't live out there. So he's got to deal with John more than you do." So he's going to be on the right side of white. Now, what's so interesting is that uh, the whole situation behind all that is the fact that Trump's come along and just took white people that was on the fence. And, and understand this here, too, and I'm going to bounce around. But the one thing white folks look for, like any other race, is they look for the great hope in their race. You know, we have Martin Luther King, so white folks are looking for the great white hope in their race. And I guess a lot of them, the majority of them, think that Donald Trump is the great white hope. It's going to set them free, keep them in them houses, keep them in the suburbs, keep them with their guns, keep them with all the crazy shit that they do. Trump makes the best, Trump will make the poorest trailer park joker look fabulous, okay? As long as he's in the trailer park with a, with a, AK-47 or a, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. what, he's happy. He's happy. He's in the trailer park, but he's happy. Hmm. But why isn't it the same with people of color? You know, why when we hit a low scale, you know, we're depressed and we're our credit's low and we're sitting on a 500-point credit or a 600-point credit and we only know how we even got there. But why is it white folks, no matter what they do, they're always riding higher? Hmm. You know, so I just think that's something we should focus on going forward. And I'm 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 gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it short and I just wanna say this here. From this moment on, pay attention to what you got going on when it comes to your life and your credit. Okay? Credit is something that I think that the black folks never was sat down 
with their parents in most cases and discussed it or understood it and seen what it was all about. And you ain't got to have perfect credit, okay? But just kind of keep your shit normal and understand what you got going on. When bills come in, see what they are and try to take care of them before the 30 days is up. Because once the 30 days is up, they're going to report your ass to the credit bureau, okay? Yeah. And this could be a bill as low as a $30 dentist bill. $30, all you did was clean your teeth. Cost you $27.82. You didn't pay that bill for $27.82. That dentist will send your shit to the credit bureau for $27.82. Two years later, it goes to a collection agency. Now, what you do is put a zero on the back of that. $27 have become now $270. Okay? That the collection agency wants from you because they got TransUnion and Equifax and... uh, Whatever other ones in there, mm-hmm. they're all they all got you, and you don't know nothing about this dentist bill. That's the sad part about it. And there's a situation where you can have bills that that you didn't know that that just cropped up on you out of nowhere, stuff that you weren't even aware of. That's why I pay attention. You know, you, and I'm gonna close on this here. The same bills come to you every month. Okay. Now, if you got a life where you ain't paying attention to your shit then you ain't paying attention to your shit. The same shit comes to you every month, whether you're uh, Sirius XM, whatever, credit unions, Mob, you know, uh, Verizon, T-Mobile, whatever, they drop their bill on you the same time every month. Get you a ledger. Write down what comes in every month. It all comes in the same time every month. So don't say you miss shit because it comes in every month. And keep track of it. Call people. Make excuses. COVID's out there. You know, different situations. Whatever you get, bill collectors listen to you. Give excuses, alibis. I can't pay this now because of this. I'm fucked up now because of that. I lost my job because of this. Excuses, alibis, everything. Whatever it's going to take for them not to report you every 30 days. Learn the system. Learn the system. I'm out. Okay. Okay. I like that. Learn it. Make it work for you. They sure will beat you up with it. For sure. After 30 days, they're going to they gonna mm-hmm. drop they're coming for you. Coming, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. We're going to lighten it up. We're going to lighten it up. We're going to take a little CC. We're going to take a Take a little okay. CC for a minute. Take a quick break. I need to breathe some oxygen. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, let's go refresh our beverages, and uh, we'll be back on the other side of the break. We got the weird news coming for you, and we got some good ones on the Pajama Party show. What's your opinion? We want to know on the Late Night Adult Pajama Party. Call us now on 914-803-4306, and tell us if you agree or disagree, or if you don't care one way or the other. If you've been waiting all week to tell somebody what's on your mind, now is your chance. Dial 914-803-4306 and press 1 to speak with the Pajama Party live on the air. To listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen banner on the top right. If you'd like to advertise your business with us, get in touch on www.apajamaparty.com. So call us now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. We will get to you as quick as we can. 
Now, back to the Pajama Party Live. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm Money Who's Pop. I'm Money Who's Pop. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red One. Oh, bonsoir, darling. Oh, boy. All right. It's time for the weird news. Come on, Lane. Oh, I got the first one. All right, let me give you this. This is out of New Zealand. Oh, wow. Uh, the city's official wizard has been taken off the payroll. <laughs> I didn't know they had an official wizard. Okay. But this is the city council in Christchurch is re- redistributing their tourist funding, which means that the wizard is getting a pink slip. The New Zealand city seems to have left itself vulnerable to a revenge hex. They said the city council of Christchurch announced that it will stop paying its official wizard his, uh, in American currency, $10,400 a year starting in December. Uh, the guy who is the wizard, his name is Ian Brackenbury Chanel, Channel, has been serving as the city's appointed necromancer, a.k.a. the wizard, <laughs> since the olden days of 1998. What? Over the past few decades, he has made a total of $368,000 to provide acts of wizardry and other wizard-like services as a promotional work for the city of Christ Church. So, yeah, the council um, assistant chief executive Lynn McClellan said that the council had to make the difficult decision to fire their local wizard because the promotional landscape of the city is changing and that they want to be able to redirect that fund to our to re, to reflect our diverse community. Oh my God! So no more wizards. <laughs> and they said, this is in Christchurch, New Zealand. Okay. So the wizard, who frankly should have used his powers to see this coming, said that the city council has no imagination and projects an image of bureaucrats drinking lattes on the boulevard. He said um, he actually holds a New Zealand driver's license bearing the name The Wizard. Hmm. He moved there in 1970. He's been there ever since. He even has earned TripAdvisor ratings of four out of five stars. People come there looking for The Wizard. Who knows? He said, every day the world gets more serious, so fun is the most powerful thing in the world right now. And he said that uh, this pink slip would not stop him from being the wizard. He said, it makes no difference. I will will still keep going. They will have to kill me to stop me. So the wizard is going to keep on being the wizard. Even without a paycheck coming. He said, I, they got to kill me to stop me. That's, that's crazy. I ain't never heard no mess like this. <laughs> that, that's that's New Zealand for you. Next thing we talk about damn witches and crap. Man. Oh, God. I can't believe they were actually paying him to be the, the wizard. That's a good-ass damn salary. Shit. Hey, <laughs> 10 grand a year to be the wizard? I got a wand. You think they had me? I don't know. Go talk to the mayor. See what you can do. All right. You're talking about New Zealand? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's in New Zealand. Oh, I'm talking about talking to your mayor. See if you can be hired to be the the wizard. Hey, put my ass on her damn Hey, I'll drink to this. 
Okay, I got the next crazy one. Got some luggage. Mm-hmm. Luggage is overweight at the airport before opening suitcase. A couple who were told their luggage was overweight while checking in at the airport were stunned to discover their pet dog had smuggled itself into their suitcase. Jared and Christy Owens were flying to Texas to Vegas. He's trying to go to Vegas at the beginning of the month, <laughs> but were uh, told by a staff at Southwest, oh boy, y'all people, at the counter, um, that the bag on the scale was about two kilograms overweight. Not thinking um, too much of it, Jared said, okay, really, quickly, we are all like, uh, we have got to uh, rearrange some stuff. So, they, you know, they mm-hmm. did the normal thing, opened the bag, I guess, rearranged. But um, when they unzipped the bag to see uh, what they could remove, the family's tiny chihuahua named Ike popped her head out of one of Jared's shoes. I couple having had no idea she was in um in their pack. Really? She must have been a little a little I don't know. Wait a minute. Wow wow. So they were going somewhere and they didn't they left the dog home alone? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Not right. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a new movie right there. Leaving the dog home alone. So, um Southwest the staff member Kathy Cook, um, who was helping the couple uh, check in um, at the check-in desk when the discovery was made. Even offered to look um, after Ike while they were gone to ensure she remained safe. Are you really? Oh, these people are must doing be the most. Kathy Cook. Okay, okay, we already know. Um, Jared was uh, blown away by the gesture, saying they have got a heck of an employee in Kathy. She went above and beyond and uh, never made us so feel. Uh, made them feel good about that. They could have turned us and saying, you know, that they were trying to smuggle a dog to Vegas. Which is what it sounds like. Uh, yeah. Um, you're right. Never acted like that. They were extremely gracious. Like I said, um, she was willing to watch our dog. Right. Jared said the overnight um, uh, bag check almost certainly saved Ike's life, and the pair were thankful. Um, before they got on board, because they didn't want the dog to be a stowaway, I guess. Because they sure enough would have landed that plane. Um, But he said that um, hiding away in small places was not out of character for the lucky pet. Um, So, thank goodness. I never heard any stuff like that. Because they would have gotten to Vegas, and the dog would have been, you know, wouldn't have made it. But I'm just trying to understand. You're right. They might have been trying to smoke. If y'all were traveling, going to Vegas, and your intention was to leave the dog home yeah. alone. You said they're going to take the dog to a vet or something. To somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. Mm. They told on them. You know what? What's these people's name? Oh. I'm putting them on the kissing list. I think they were trying to smuggle that dog and got busted and played it off. you got a good point. Owens, Jared and Christy Owens. Okay. They're on the kissing list. Okay. I think they were trying to do something slick. Now, the people that's going to watch the dog while they're gone. <laughs> Are they Asian? So Kathy, we did a, Kathy Cook? Oh, don't go there, Papa Diddy. So we did a story about Asians eating dogs See what I'm saying? a couple yeah, weeks we, ago. Yeah, we did. I don't know. It was some so employee from Southwest. Yeah. Maybe she wanted to take that dog yeah. to Korea yeah. and make Ooh, some watch uh, out now. chicken tenders out of the uh-uh. Oh, Some tenders. Ike tenders. Oh, okay, what you got over there, Papa? A uh, McDonald's customer was attacked. 
to attack the staff member with, with a french fry scoop. This happened to Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina Observer report this year. Uh-uh. One of the servers at the fast food uh, restaurant opposite, at the fast food restaurant outlet was assaulted by a female with kitchen equipment used to prepare uh, orders of fries. The woman wanted, was wanted, she's wanted in connection with an attack in which she got angry when she's waiting for a french fry order. Mm. Okay, police reported that in the news release that uh, when the food took longer than expected, she went behind the counter and punched the uh, employee in the face with the, with a metal fryer scooper, and then assaulted. The assault, the, the assault actually left a gash in the lady's forehead yeah. as she hit. Okay, the woman fled in a Chevy Impala. They never caught up with her, but uh, the police are still searching for her. So. Mm-hmm. And she's wearing a corona mask, so they only know what she only the camera only knows what she even looks like. So, um but she's still left without her fries, which was the main thing from the beginning. But uh I thought she just jumped over the counter. No, went behind the counter. She went behind the counter mm-hmm. and got the, the scooper thing that they scooped those fries in. Mhm. And bust somebody metal. upside the head. Yeah. Got in the car and drove off. Yeah. Now I can relate to that because um oh, 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 all right, let me just say this here and I'm come not gonna on. freak out like that. Come on, come on. All right, but let me just say this here. Okay. I was in a train station and the city I was in will remain nameless. I went in this station like twenty minutes before my train was leaving. It was almost five minutes before my train was leaving that they finally called my order for what I ordered. I didn't order I ordered more than fries. I think I ordered two for a meal and whatever, which is a fish sandwich and nuggets and fries and whatever. And I'm, I'm looking at the clock, you know, I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, damn, I came in here at 1230. My train leaves at 1. And it's 10 minutes to 1. I'm like, what the? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they got my money already. Yeah, they get they the take money. take your cash already. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I didn't go behind the counter and whoop nobody's ass. <laughs> well, thank you. But I got myself five minutes from my train left. Had to run out of McDonald's. It was still in the station. Run over to the track, down to the track, and get a train. And it was sad because I'd been there for 20 minutes. Wow. So, mm-hmm. so that fast food was kind of slow. Very okay. slow. And you know the fish sandwich is hit and miss. Mm. Biting that damn thing like, oh lord, I waited for this shit. <laughs> you know those. So you know, what you know, huh? Got a fish fillet at McDonald's. Yeah. Every fourth one you eat tastes like shit. Oh, damn. <laughs> anyway. <Okay. laughs> you know that, right? Uh, Yeah. Thank you. Sometimes I get a, if I get one, I'm hoping that this is a good one. Around 11 o'clock in the morning. You got to get 11 o'clock. But you it, get one at 5 p.m.? But it, it, it depends on, you know, where you go. Mine, mine is always fresh and hot, so. Oh, well, I, I don't know where the hell y'all going to McDonald's. <laughs> well, it must be the location. Man. Location, location, mm-hmm. location. Yeah, it's all about the location. All right, Papa. Uh, all right. Um, red wine, you ready for uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying? Or you, uh, yeah, let's you do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying. Um. <clears throat> Wait, let me let me wet my whistle. Okay. Can you give me my intro, please? Thank you. I was waiting for my intro. 
Oh, um, here we are. Uh, this is Red Wine with uh, I'm Just Saying. Okay, thank you, Papa D. <laughs> okay, um. so tonight I'm just saying they're trying to exterminate us. We got to talk about this. Mm-mm. Now, this judge down in Tennessee, her name is Judge Donna Scott Davenport, and you can put her on the kiss it list Mm-mm. twice. This judge is in hot water again for how she has been illegally jailing black children using fake laws that don't even exist in Tennessee. What kind of crack-a-lack-a-bullcrap is happening down in Tennessee? Now, this woman is a juvenile judge. So going back to 2016, she created a policy that all children charged with crimes were going to be processed at the local detention center. And then, according to her policy, which started gaining attention when this stuff started happening, seeming to target black children, there was a situation where 11 black school children were detained after they witnessed a fight between a 5-year-old and a 6-year-old. And this is 11 school-age kids they saw a fight between a five-year-old and a six-year-old. All of them got detained, and she called the, the crime the criminal responsibility for conduct of another. So basically she's saying, y'all should have done something, but you stood there and watched this five- and six-year-old fight. But it turns out this whole criminal responsibility for conduct of another is not a real crime. It's not a real law. She made that crap up. But she put these 11 kids in jail over a law that doesn't even exist. It's completely bogus. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, people like her are trying to exterminate us any kind of way that they can. So now the state politicians there in Tennessee are speaking up. Thank you very much. Because they see the damage that her made-up policy has done, and they see it for what it really is. This is just another school-to-prison pipeline, and we've all seen that before. You get these kids, they're still at school age, they do any little thing, you throw them in prison, and before you know it, they never get out of the system. They constantly are in the quote-unquote system. That's that pipeline. They're trying to exterminate us, I'm trying to tell you. So uh, then we start looking at how did this judge get away with this fake law to lock up black children? Was everybody involved in the process on board with it? They had to have been. They had to have been in, uh, what's the word, cahoots with the whole thing for this stuff to be able to be pulled off like that. Because if they weren't, somebody would have questioned it and said, wait a minute, what law is this? Somebody would have looked it up and said, uh, yeah, I don't see that on the books. Can you tell me that again? But nobody questioned it. They just kept locking up these black children. And like I said, because it was black kids going to jail, nobody was alarmed. Nobody questioned it because nobody cared. So this lady was having the police bring children in after the police arrested them and taking them straight to jail. And then her staff was deciding whether or not the kids would be detained until they had a hearing. 
Now, keep in mind, I said these are children. You're detaining children in a jail while your staff decides whether or not they should have a hearing. Where are these kids' parents? Were they being notified? Can you imagine the trauma that these kids are dealing with? And check this out. Some of the stuff they were being detained for was stuff like skipping class or things like somebody said they are a threat. How many times have white people said black people were a threat who did nothing to deserve that label? Or somebody said, oh, they were talking back or they were misbehaving, they were mouthing off. Kids were getting locked up in freaking jails over things like that. This is insane. I'm saying they're trying to exterminate us. We have got to keep an eye on not just her, not just Tennessee, but all of these kind of situations. Now, the county in Tennessee where this occurred tried to sweep it all under the rug, but fortunately the local lawmakers started paying attention when the issue got raised, and now the county has agreed to pay $397,500 to these 11 children who she put in jail. I still can't find out how long were these kids held in jail, but it must have been significant enough that the county is saying, now we're going to give them $397,500. And they suspended the three officers that were involved in locking these kids up. But they only suspended them for three days. What's three days? That's like three days off. That ain't a suspension. I'm like, this, Anyway, I'm saying that we just need to be more diligent and aware to protect our children from this type of institutional bullcrap that's going on because if we don't, these people that want to exterminate us just might succeed. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, keep a watch because they're tricky. Mm. They are tricky. Got to keep an eye on them. I'm going to put that judge on the kitchen. <laughs> Her name is Donna Scott Davenport. And piece of crap. I'm going to put the whole name. Donna Scott Davenport, piece of crap juvenile judge. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. Press 1, Press one. to get in the queue. That's some bull crap. Yeah. They're trying to rub us out. And see, they figured out that if you you can't get us from the top down. Right. So you start with the kids. I'll say it. Because they know once you get a certain age, you're not going to be here forever. You start wiping out the kids. Yeah. That's a whole nother ball game. A whole nother story. All right. Okay. Okay. Wow. That was a good one, Red One. Okay. Get everybody on there, P's and Q's. Gotta watch them. Gotta watch them. Tricky. Tricky. Tricky dicky. Tricky. You're right. <laughs> Tricky dicky. All right. All right. We taking a break or you going to roll through, Papa No, D? I'm going to roll straight through. Oh, come on. All right. Come on, Papa Didi. You know, it's funny. It's time you, for living for the city with you, Papa Didi. It's funny when you said that because I tell you, 
you know, that that term Black Lives Matter should have been out 40 years ago. Because I don't, man, nobody nobody cares. 200 years ago. They, they wouldn't have existed. Nobody cares. I hate to say it's it, but not they even, wouldn't have been able to exist. Nobody cares about the, the whole situation. I mean, I just think that through the years, over the last 400 years or 200 years or 100 years of existence that we may be aware of, you know, with, with, with straight sight, it's just so sad that the the uh, turn of events that when it has to do with race relations is so different, so different across the board. I literally see white folks, and and it's so, and I feel sorry for them. I see white folks in in malls or strip malls coming out of a store, and when they come out of a Target or something, when they go into the parking lot, they just walk straight across the pedestrian crossing, don't even look, and everybody stops. Everybody stops. Everybody stops because a white person is just walking, and I'm white, and it's a fucking striped line, and I dare you to hit me. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I can go across that same striped line in front of Target, and I swear I got to watch my back. I'll be fucking dead. Mm-hmm. I'll be dead. I will be hit in my rectum, and I will bust my ass. And it's crazy. I mean, you know, it's, it's amazing, and, and it's so racial that we have it, it, it's something as simple as a coming across a pedestrian crossing. Yes. We just had kids that got killed and, and they got hit strongly in D.C. Mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. The child has stitches on her face oh. because we, we, we are such invisible people. Mm. That's the only term I can use. We're invisible. Yeah. You know, when the cops stop us, they will sit in the car purposely for 20 minutes just to know they're killing our day and don't give a shit. They'll stop their counterparts, and I love using like a place like Annapolis as an example. They'll stop their own counterpart, white folks in Annapolis, and white folks roll down the window because fear has never been anything they had to deal with. They'll say, is this going to take long? You know, they'll talk to the police just as open. Is this going to take long? Because I really have to... I have a, a, a I have a, I'm I'm going to a podiatrist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh no, ma'am! I'm just look. I'm gonna give you a warning. Don't I'm in here writing it up. I'll be with you in two minutes. You know, mm-hmm. but they'll come to black people. Ah, don't say a word. Ah, got your weapons in the car. What's in the glove box? Blah 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 blah. I don't understand the, the, the how they call this systemic racism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. been going on for so long that white folks know it's there. Mm-hmm. They exude it because that's the thing to do. They have to sedate us. We are the chimpanzee. We are the King Kong. Mm-hmm. We are the big giraffe with the longest neck, and we have to be sedated. Mm-hmm. We have to be contained. We have to be restrained because we just the stoop evil and got no damn gun in sight. And they own all the guns and talking all the, what is that, the Second Amendment rights? Who screams that shit more than them? So they screaming that shit all day long. Don't you think it's a chance that they'll have a gun in their trunk more the fuck than I would? We should scream that. Anyway, like I said, it's deep out there today. We are are so invisible. Nobody gives a shit. And when you go across that damn yield, that, that pedestrian crosses, watch your ass. That's all I got to say on that. Watch all right, hands. Papa D. Come on, Lee. You had a good point, Jim. Maybe you saw screaming a second and I said it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you saw a thing. What's your, what's your name? What's your badge number? 
Yeah. Hey, you got to come back. You gotta we have to start fighting fire with fire. We need, man, we need yeah. some. some we always have to That's face the, the fear of, are we going to live to tell it? Well, because, like I said before, our parents and grandparents taught us to be so respectful. We have to get beyond that fear now. Yeah. I mean, like, right. like, 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 like Papa Didi said, his, his hero is Sandra Bland. Yeah, oh, she got behind. God. She be, got behind mm-hmm. that fear. I mean, uh, she, she got embarrassed away from the shit out of him. She, she sure did. could do. She could do. He could do nothing else but kill her because he was so fucking embarrassed. Uh, sh- sh- and when he saw it on camera, he was like, "Oh my god, I got to kill this bitch." Yeah, short man syndrome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go to Hollywood mm-hmm. and get the entertainment report. You taking a break or? No, we're gonna keep it moving. Keep it moving. Take up my Trump Hollywood. All right. Let's get it in. Go for it, Kevin. All right. Folks probably not familiar with this name. His name is Petri Hawkins Bird. He was dropped from the uh, new Judge Judy show. Mm. He had worked with Judge Judy for over 30 years. That's the African-American man that was bailiff. Oh, mm. yeah. I've seen him. Yeah. Fans of Judge Judy were left with mixed emotions when it was announced that uh, its star, Judith Scheindlin, is launching a new show, but without her sidekick. Like I said, his name is uh, Petri Bird, who had served as uh, the bailiff for 25 years. Since 96, damn, 96, and Judge Judy premiered then? Wow. Mm. In a recent interview, Bird admitted that he isn't following Shandling into the next chapter of her uh, success uh, for TV career because he wasn't asked. Wow. Bird told Entertainment Weekly that he learned of the new show, um, this debuts November the 1st on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Wow. Back in March. She didn't even tell when him? She, um, when he she, he kind of talked with her, she said, well, the show was going in a different direction. And that doesn't mean you. But check this out. His wife is uh, executive producer on the show. She's going with the new show. But they didn't ask him. Interesting. Oh, okay. But right now, I mean, everything is working out because, unfortunately, his his, uh, his wife has um uh, uh is having a she has a brain tumor, and he's dealing with that with her. Oh. So she's not going to go yet. So you know, until she gets through this. So he said he's gotten a chance to fulfill a lot of dreams that he probably wouldn't have gotten a chance to do if it hadn't been for Judge Judy. So I mean, man. So he's still trying to kiss up to her? That's what I hear. Mm. Uh, I he hope. kicked him to the curb after 25 years, and he's still kissing up to her to say, Well, what well it was good while it lasted. What did Papa do you Thank say? you, boss. What did Papa do you say? We, 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 we. Nick, nice. nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. okay. Usher and girlfriend, Jen, baby number two. And baby number one together about a year ago, so... All of these Libras, so had a baby last year, baby this year, and Usher's, he's a, he's a Libra as well. And you know he has custody of his, his two boys, they 12 and 13 now. Wow. Yeah, that's what You're I Trying think. to keep up with Nick Cannon? I think so. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yep. So. All right. Congrats. Yep. Also, rapper and actress Eve is expecting her first child with husband Maximilian Cooper. Forty-two oh. year old announced on Instagram. Everybody announces stuff on Instagram. Forty-two. Uh, yeah, she said, uh, "Can you believe it? We finally get to tell everyone 
you all know how long it's, it's been, waiting for this blessing. He said, uh, we um, get to meet our little human February 2022. All right. That's, that's what's up. Um, they've been married since 2014. Um, they had a, um, what, four-year courtship. They met in 2010. Um, and this is their first child together. I think he has two previous children. Okay, Miss E. Yeah. Well, she said she left to talk, and she said she wanted to start a family. So, I mean, you know. And she's in the new series called Queen as well. So, oh, okay. Everybody should check that out. Mm-hmm. Paula Patton. Haven't heard of her name in a while. Mm-hmm. He takes the reins in this new BET Plus series called Sacrifice. Um, it's, uh, it's playing a dangerously cool entertainment lawyer called Danielle Hernandez. Um, this is on BET Plus, original movie of the same name, and uh, it's from a, a book as well. The series follows Danielle's life in the glitzy and glamour of L.A. as she um, mitigates the complex lives of her rich and famous clients. An all-around boss with depth perception skills and cutthroat in her negotiations. Okay. Paula Patton. I like her as an actress. I think, you know, she's uh, done quite a bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Damn, okay. Boy's wife, right? Ex-wife, Robin Thicke. Ex-wife. Also, LeBron James. He's in the news. His new company, Spring Hill, sells minority stake in investor group, uh, valuing company at $725 million uh, with his um, buddy uh, Maverick Carter. He's the CEO of the company. Investors include Redbird Capital Partners, Fenway Sports Group, and Nike. Also, Epic Games, which will usher the NBA uh, Legends Company and its CEO, Maverick Carter, into the world of gaming. Everybody's getting into gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, their mission is uh, to empower greatness in every individual. And their tag uh, line, more than an athlete. Okay. So, says, we are an incredible team of athletes, artists, writers, designers, musicians, and countless other creators. Uh, you know, the new, their projects uh, include um, the uninterrupted series called The Shop, which is pretty cool. They're all sitting around, like, in a barber shop talking. Oh, okay. Uh, I've seen President Obama in there. That's pretty cool. So it's, it's different people that are sitting around in the barber shop. Okay. That's from uh, HBO. And um, also he redid the um, Space Jam. Um, it's called the Space Jam New mm-hmm. Legacy. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't tell them to answer. <laughs> and of course, you guys have to go see my uh, other boyfriend James Bond movie came out uh, last Friday. No time to die. So I haven't seen it yet, but I'll get the reviews next week. It's going to be a blast. I'm quite sure. Okay. He claimed this is his last one, so we'll see. Yeah, didn't he say that before? Though? Yeah, but I think, you know, he gave him a little more money. He said, okay, I'll stay around. <laughs> this time is really the last one. Right. I'll, he said, I'll stay around this time. <laughs> also, one last note. Um, the Black Panther actress, Dorothy Steele, she just passed away. The one that was the matriarch, she was 95. The um, I'm trying to envision who that was. She was the older woman that was the matriarch of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I'd have to watch it again to see her face. Okay, yeah. You know. Okay, well, I'm mm-hmm. sorry to hear that. Yeah. 
so. Oh, yeah. 95. Okay, yeah. Which one was Black Panther. She was the main matriarch, right? Okay. Yeah. I think she was in that scene when they were all down at the river when he had to fight. Um, yeah, that, and she was at the throne in, inside of um, the uh, kingdom or palace. Or yeah, okay. He was, yeah, she was at the river, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, thank you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. All right, Papa Didi, we're down to the kiss it list. Okay. If you could please explain to everyone what is the world-famous kiss it list. This is when we get them in. <laughs> ones that did out, they did wrong, and get them in. I want to put Brett Favre on there first. Absolutely. Always a jerk off. Just day <laughs> one. Uh, I have Amazon India for uh, knocking off people's brands and for rigging the search results so that their stuff comes up on top. Y'all are wrong for that. Um, I have um, Brett Favre stealing that money. Mm-hmm. Needs to repay back in... Um, the Baton Beach, Florida, about oh, okay. the uh, Merrill. Uh, John Costanza, Chicago FOP president. All that foolishness over the vaccines and fighting with the mayor of Chicago. Uh, Steve Bannon being a jerk off and not showing up for the uh, January 6th hearing. Uh, who else? Jared and Christy Owens. Those are the people that allegedly forgot that their dog was left home alone and ended up in their suitcase at the airport. Uh, New Zealand wizard. The wizard of New Zealand who said, even if y'all don't pay me, I'm still going to be the wizard. Y'all got to kill me to make me stop. There's something wrong with you, bro. (laughs) It really is. Uh, Judge Donna Scott Davenport for locking up black children using a made-up, fictional, fake-me-out, bullcrap law. You're in the kiss-it list, and you ought to be in jail. And Judge Judy. <laughs> disrespecting that brother that way. I'll put Judge Judy. I'm putting Judge Judy on the kiss-it list. Uh, that ain't uh, right. Uh, uh. That's not right. Okay. You take a lesson from Pat Sajak and Van Away. Yeah, they've been together Somebody. I'm just saying, if you weren't going to carry that brother into the new show, why couldn't you have had a respectful meeting face-to-face, sit down and tell him, look, I'm getting ready to do something new, but I'm not going to need your services. I just wanted you to hear it from me. Yeah, true that. But he found out when he saw it on the freaking Ellen show. That's not right. Put her on the kitchen list twice. Uh, Anybody else? Trump? For doing what he does. Mm. Sorry, ass Philadelphia Eagles football team. Oh, <laughs> Eagles. Amber, shit. Poor thing. All right, anybody else? That's it. That's it. All right, that's the kiss it list roundup. Well, we got a special award for everybody on this week's kiss it list, and here it is. Kiss my entire ass. Kiss my ass. You can just kiss my ass. Baby, you can just kiss my ass. Oh, you can kiss my cunt. 
All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One of those Papa DJ and Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Well, we're down to the last word, Papa Didi. What's your last word? My last word is just watch yourself. You know, we got elections coming up in key states on the uh, 2nd of November. So watch yourself. Encouraging the Republican people to get it all. So, it happens. Okay. Hmm. What's your last word, Kim? Oh, boy. I think it's going to be last. Oh, okay. I'll go. <laughs> okay. My last word is we got to watch these people that are trying to exterminate our people. They're slick. They're tricky. And they're coming up with all kind of new ways to do it. we got to keep an eye on them, protect our children, because, you know, it sounds like a cliche, but the children really are our future. And we got to protect our children. So let's keep an eye on these fools that are out here trying to do a little tricky stuff and take our kids down. That's my last word. Um, my last word is stay woke. You say it every week, just about just stay woke. Um, just, I mean, you black folks out there, stay woke. <laughs> Whatever's going on, if it's just uh. You know, just the, the shots, the whatever. Everybody need to get their flu shots, their vaccinations. We need to protect ourselves and be protected. Let's be smart about it. I mean, I was in the store the other day. African-American, stupid-ass boy, man, so supposed to be, came in the store. Oh, this is some white people shit. This is what? No, this is a human race shit. <laughs> this is for real. You know, he wasn't wearing a mask as usual, and I got the hell up out of there. I said, you ain't going to put nothing on me, baby. But, I know uh, that's right. You know, stay woke and stay informed and just everything. All right. Well, we want to thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Thanks for all of our new listeners, our callers. We appreciate you so much. Uh, shout out to our friends that are playing a tennis tournament down in Orlando. Do your thing. Uh, go get them tomorrow, mm-hmm. and if you play Sunday, go get them. Stick them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, bring back the gold, baby. Yeah, bring back that trophy. Either way, we're going to be proud of you. That's right. All right, well, we're going to say goodnight and get on out of here. Say goodnight, Papa D. I think we're done. We're wrapping it up. Oh, good night, everybody. Watch yourself crossing those just across the We're Invisible. Mm-hmm. All right. Say good night, Kevin. Good night. And good night, bonsoir. Arrivederci. Adios. Uh, all the languages I know. <laughs> we'll see you next Friday on the Pajama Party Show. Then we'll do it all over again. Ciao. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Shut up. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night.
Everybody cool, keep 